I hope you guys are doing good today. Chat, it is May 22nd. I am in the ATL. I've been here for like, I think like four or five days, honey. Having a ball, having a great time. I love Atlanta. Atlanta is literally like my second slash third home. Sometimes I think LA is my second and then Atlanta is my third. But now I'm starting to think Atlanta is my second and LA is my third, okay? Um, Just shout out to all the tea sippers I've been running to out here. Y'all are so sweet. I mean, the hugs. The one girl almost broke down crying in front of the crab shack. It was so nice meeting you. I'm so glad that me as a person, as a human being, you know what I'm saying? I'm touching people. And that means more to me than any type of validation from any social media platform. Um, I've just had a ball out here. And, you know, Atlanta is just wonderful. It's hot. It's a lot hotter here than in Minnesota. But you know what I mean? I'm enjoying the weather. So... I am back with another podcast. We got to talk about some things, you know. I miss y'all. We got to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, particularly, it looks like another, you know, conscious, you know, pro-black social media icon, I guess you could call him. My son is going through a lot of censorship right now. And Uncle Snoop is blasting Instagram. So we're definitely going to get on that. I also want to remind you guys that my event is June 10th at the Epicenter. So I did the walkthrough. It is beautiful. I've done a lot of walkthroughs at the different places where I'm hosting, you know, my party and stuff like that. So it's it's going to be epic. And I hope you guys join me for a live taping of Tea Time Unfiltered. Um, y'all are going to have fun. I'm going hard. I'm putting a lot into this. And this is mainly like a treat for my supporters and for people who've been rocking with me, you know, who've seen me elevate from sitting on my bed doing commentary to not being able to afford something as luxurious as the epicenter to do my show. And I just can't wait to just share this experience with y'all. Um, it's been very stressful planning this and keeping it secret for the past few months, but it's all coming together. And I just can't wait to see you guys and feel y'all's energy. If y'all love my live stream shows, y'all are definitely going to love seeing me live in my elements. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this situation. So if you guys don't know, my son took to his social media page um, on Friday. He was highly upset. And basically, he showed a screenshot where it says he's blocked from Instagram. It says, blocked from sharing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live video posts from your account have recently been removed for going against community guidelines. So live video sharing has been temporarily blocked has been temporarily blocked. My son, the general, then goes on to say this. This is so whack. Shake my head. No real reason at all. I shared a clip of the white supremacist saying, sorry, no shots, nothing. It was removed and my lives are blocked. Instagram ain't for us. 
Then Snoop Dogg comes under there and he says, fuck Instagram. They're a part of America with three Ks. So this is causing a lot of controversy, you know, and what I find interesting about this situation is that it's always fun and games and it's always ignored when it's when it's affecting other people. People never take it seriously until their faves are now affected. Let me bring y'all back to March 2022 because y'all know my ass. OK, I keep receipts, honey. Who remembers back in March when I did a whole video on YouTube, put my platform at risk to basically call out the CEO of Instagram? Because remember, Instagram wanted to get themselves involved in this whole Russia situation. A lot of American companies decided to involve themselves in something that really had nothing to do with them. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. You see Netflix's stock is going down. They don't block the whole country of Russia. They don't lost a lot of subscriptions. I mean, Russia's a big ass country. There's a lot of damn Russians watching Netflix. So they don't lost that whole population of people. And Netflix is struggling right now. Instagram tried to jump in the fray and said that they were going to, you know, um, block uh, Vladimir Putin and, and, you know, allow the Ukrainians to to send threats. Remember, Facebook and Instagram, they were OK with Ukrainians sending threats to Russians. And a lot of Russian citizens were upset, like, no, we don't agree with this war. You know, we're not behind our president, but there's not a lot we can do and say because, you know, they can be hurt. And I found it very interesting that they were willing to promote violence on their platform when it came to this. But let somebody say something about Asian people. Oh, my gosh. Mark Zuckerberg about to block you for Asian hate. And I'm not saying people should be saying anything, you know, derogatory towards Asians. That's not what I'm saying. But I noticed that if it's towards a protected group that they like, oh, you're going to be blocked. You're going to be thrown in Facebook jail, Instagram jail, things like that. But they were okay with the Ukrainians sending threats, you know, to Russian people and saying stuff like that, which is very interesting because, again, that is the direct violation of Instagram policy. I, as a person on Instagram using their platform, I'm not allowed to send somebody threats, but they were okay in it as long as it was towards the Russians. So Vladimir Putin, he saw this. He said, hold up. You're not about to have your people. You know what I'm saying? Y'all Ukrainian Instagrammers throw threats at me, my government and my citizens. You got us fucked up. Okay. So what he did, because I've been telling y'all, they got their own little internet. They're not worried about the global web. They got their own internet in Russia. They've been working on this shit for years. Okay. I told y'all that back in January. Y'all be thinking I'd just be reaching. So he said, come, you know, I forgot the date, child, like March 20th. I'm pulling my entire country off of this global internet. Y'all got us messed up. We are leaving. I'm blocking every Russian from Instagram and Facebook. So now when the Instagram CEO or the head of Instagram, Adam Mossery, when he heard this, he was upset. He condemned Russia for blocking their social network. Child, he was crying tattooed tears and Coke bottle glasses was getting fogged up. So I'm, let me go ahead and, you know, refresh y'all's memory. This is what Adam had to say back in March. Check this out. The Russian government has decided to block Instagram in Russia, cutting off millions of people from loved ones and friends around the world. We know that over 80% of people in Russia on Instagram follow an account from outside of Russia. The situation is terrifying and we're trying to do all that we can to help keep people safe. We've made encrypted chats available to everyone in Ukraine and Russia. We've encouraged everyone in the region to make their accounts private 
and we made it so that you cannot see who another account follows for safety reasons. We've also pledged $15 million to humanitarian efforts, and we've seen 750,000 people on the platform raise over $30 million for similar efforts. We've also created an information hub for people in the region, even if they move from country to country, to make sure they have access to good information and context. There's more information available in my link in bio, and if you're interested in donating, I encourage you to donate to Save the Children, International Rescue Committee, or CARE. All amazing organizations doing important things right now. All right. So y'all just saw what Adam had to say. And so Vladimir Putin, he literally cut off 80 million Russians from Instagram. Okay. There's a lot of people. I don't know 80,000 people, let alone 80 million. That's a lot of people. So this definitely affected Instagram because, you know, Instagram, they need that traffic. They want to run ads, you know, that that's affecting their bottom line. So when he came out and he called them out for this, I thought it was extremely rich that the same man who has blocked many people, including my black ass from from live streaming. I've been shadow banned on Instagram. I've gone through it on social media. Y'all know that for simply speaking my truth. OK, I found it very rich that he was upset that he now was being blocked. And I talked about this in March. I did a whole breakdown. And of course, that video didn't get as much traffic, quote unquote, as some of my other videos. Because again, anytime you're speaking about real world issues or things that really affect people, half the folks ain't going to watch it because it's not tied to, you know, celebrity news and gossip. But for the folks who watched it and liked it, thank you guys for supporting the real content. Um so I, I talked about this and I found it very rich. So I'm going to go ahead and play y'all a flashback of what I had to say to Adam back then. Y'all go ahead and check this out. So what's very interesting to me about all of this drama that's going on is it's the hypocrisy for me. As someone myself who has been shadow banned by Instagram, who have had posts removed, um, face from Facebook, Instagram, shadow banned on YouTube, I find it very rich that these same platforms who have banned people for lesser offenses are now in their feelings. Now, this is the same platform which a year ago, if you caught C-19, the Wuhan virus, you are automatically banned. If you said that that virus was created in the lab, you were labeled a conspiracy theorist and your posts were removed. But then when it was convenient and the information came out that it was created in a lab in Wuhan, then it was okay. Now, what I find very interesting is that Facebook has a nerve to encourage their users to post violent messages towards Russia. I find it very funny that when it's convenient for these platforms, they're ready and willing to encourage hate speech. I have seen black people on TikTok literally removed and shadow banned for the littlest things unjustly, no explanation. I have seen hashtags like BLM, dark skin, and melanin suppressed in all algorithms, not just TikTok. Don't let them fool you. They're suppressed on Instagram and other apps as well. Like I said before, me along with so many other people have had to create multiple accounts due to being shadow banned. I was literally unable to live stream on my Instagram account for almost a year simply for posting what was going on in my city during the George Floyd riots. So in my personal opinion, like I said on Instagram, I feel absolutely no ways about this nonsense. Not only do they treat black creators on social media like crap. 
But anybody who doesn't agree with their narrative, they're automatically silenced, shadow banned and removed. This goes for truther channels. This also goes for conservatives. I may not agree with everything that conservatives say, but I do feel like they have the right to state their opinion, just like people who are not conservative. But we see how these social media apps play games. I don't feel bad for Instagram. All right. So you guys just heard my response to the situation concerning Adam. And I spoke out back then about how this not only affected people like me, but many people, other black people who may not have a huge following, even conservatives who have a big following have been censored by social media. And I don't believe in like, you know, censorship. It has to make sense. I'm not saying you should be out here just saying whatever and threatening people. I don't agree with that. But when it's somebody just speaking their truth and they're bringing receipts, I don't think it's fair to censor them. Now, the reason why my son got censored, it's very disturbing. If y'all don't know the little white boy, his name is Peyton Genderon. I believe that's how you say it, child. He is a little white supremacist kid. He dressed himself up in army gear and went to top supermarket in Buffalo, um, New York. And just got to shooting and killing people. And he was mainly aimed at killing black people and minority people. And there's a disturbing video where he's getting ready to shoot this white man. And he realizes at the last second he's white. And this man sounds terrified. Like you can tell this man saw his life flashing before his eyes. And the man yells, help. And he goes, sorry. Meaning, oh, shit, you're white. I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm going to play y'all the audio. It was hard to find this video because they're scrubbing it off the internet. I have the video. I don't post everything. You know, I download a lot of shit. I don't repost it on Instagram, Twitter. You know what I mean? Just because they, they just act very funny. So a lot of stuff I just keep for my edification. So I'm going to play y'all the audio of this situation here. And in that audio, you're going to hear this white man basically say, help. He sounds so scared. And the Buffalo shooter says, sorry. So today's show sponsor is BT Plus. The Kingdom Business is an original series that is now streaming on BET+. This is where the sacred and the profane collide in the halls of First Kingdom Church and its gospel label, Kingdom Records. This is not your typical Christian drama. Music legend Yolanda Adams will shock you in her leading role as a bishop's wife and calculating matriarch, Danita Jordan, the queen of gospel. When a pole dancer with an anointed voice signs a record deal with Danita's sworn rival, Expect unholy alliances, threats to the powers that be, and extreme tests of faith in the kingdom. Joining Yolanda Adams are Soraya, an exotic dancer turned gospel sensation rebel, Michael Jai White, Michael Beach, from executive producers Davon Franklin, Holly Carter, Kirk Franklin, comes Kingdom Business, a new series now streaming exclusively on BT+. Want to stream black culture? Visit BT.plus to learn more. All right, see, I just heard that clip. And the dude, like, he braces himself for that shot. Like, he tenses up and he's, like, holding his head. And you can tell, like, it's sheer terror. I couldn't even imagine, God forbid, ever being in a situation like that where you're facing death head on from some psychopath 18 year old. But he apologized to him, says sorry, because he realizes that's one of his own but then had no problem killing innocent black people in the store who were doing nothing more than grocery shopping for their families that day. Like we all do. You know what I'm saying? 
We all go to grocery stores. We go to, you know, clothing stores. We go with the intent of coming back home to our families. So my son posted that video. There was no clip. It didn't show the white man getting shot and killed. He was showing that this boy knew what he was doing. He went in on a mission to kill black people and minority people. Because when he saw his own, he had enough wherewithal to not shoot somebody who looked like his father. Okay, that was the point of my son's post. I don't follow my son, but I'm assuming that was the point, right? Um, and Instagram struck him down for that. They blocked him from going live. But see, what I want to say to people like my son and Snoop Dogg is that you shouldn't be speaking up when it affects you. You should be speaking up, period. Because when I did my video in March, I don't recall Snoop. My son and many people who have way bigger platforms than me who are verified and all that stuff speaking on the inconsistencies and the hypocrisy, okay, of Instagram and how they treat specifically black, conservative, and truther channels on those platforms. Remember, if you called C-19 anything but C-19, you were blocked. If you said this was created in the lab, you were blocked. But then once the evidence came out, oh, well, now we're not going to block people because now there's quote unquote evidence. Well, we've been telling you this shit since 2019, since they was creating it in the lab. But now it's 2022 and you want to stop blocking people for things we were saying back in 2019. How interesting. OK, so I find it very interesting now that they're trying to spin a narrative. Like I said, they're scrubbing this video off of the Internet. It's kind of hard to find um, a lot of the Twitter pages that were posting it have since been completely deleted. And the, the thing that's very disturbing about this case with Peyton is the fact that not only was he radicalized, you know, on a lot of these platforms and things like that, but, you know, he also had this huge manifesto. Um, he felt like the white race was dying out and blacks were disproportionately killing whites. And, you know, he had all these thoughts in his head and he's, he's 18. So he's still young. You know what I'm saying? He's not like a grown man. So a lot of this information was being fed to this boy. He was going out searching for this information and it totally warped his train of thought. But I think if we're going to show the full picture, we need to show the full scope. It shouldn't just be this white boy on some white supremacist stuff goes into a, a grocery store and just kills black people. We need to also be able to have an open and honest conversation about how this young man saw somebody who looked like him, who looked like his father, who looked like his grandfather and had enough wherewithal to say, no, you're part of my race. Definitely not taking you out. That is very disturbing. So this lets you know that this was definitely race based. So why are they trying to block this video says a lot. I want to play you guys um, a news clip from, you know, what's been going on in Buffalo, New York. So y'all go ahead and check this out. New reporting here on the investigation of that deadly mass shooting in Buffalo. Authorities say fueled by racist hate. ABC News learning tonight that some of the alleged messages posted online by the suspect were actually shared with a private group online just 30 minutes before the attack. ABC's Stephanie Ramos in Buffalo again tonight. Tonight, investigators building their case against the suspect accused of opening fire at a supermarket in Buffalo. As ABC News has learned, just minutes before the deadly rampage, some of the 18-year-old's alleged posts on Discord were shared online with a small group. 
A spokesperson for the social media platform saying in a statement, a private invite-only server was created by the suspect to serve as a personal diary chat log. Approximately 30 minutes prior to the attack, however, a small group of people were invited to and joined the server. Before that, our records indicate no other people saw the diary chat log in this private server. It remains unclear who exactly had access to the writings. Tonight, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul now calling on the Attorney General to investigate the social media sites used by the alleged shooter. The suspect, Peyton Gendron, now charged in what authorities are calling a racially motivated attack at the Topps grocery store where 10 were killed and three others injured, all of the dead black. Investigators now combing through a nearly 600-page document they say contains those Discord posts, which chronicle a deadly plot set in motion back in November. Just months earlier, the suspect was investigated by state police for making disturbing comments about murder-suicide in an online class last June. Tonight, the district attorney for Broome County saying the suspect told authorities he was just joking and that the school and police followed protocol. The New York State Police followed up appropriately on what the school district advised them of. They properly transported the individual to Binghamton General Hospital for a mental health evaluation. At that point in time, he was found not to be dangerous at that time, and he was released to the custody of his family. According to the district attorney, the teenager made no direct threat to the school or any student and firearms were not mentioned. State police and the school never filed a court petition that would have triggered the state's red flag law. This allowed the suspect to legally buy the assault style rifle authorities say he used in the attack. Stephanie, let's get back to that because authorities say the suspect did threaten murder-suicide around high school graduation a year ago, told state police uh, and the school that he was joking about it. So if we're correct, you just reported neither law enforcement or the school filed any petition with the court that would have set up a red flag warning? Exactly, David. He was evaluated and then released to his parents. No red flag referral was ever made to the court. The governor's new executive order would now make it mandatory for state police to flag someone believed to be a threat like the suspect and prevent them from possessing weapons. All right. So you guys just saw that news clip. So like I said, this is very disturbing. And I think at this point, they need to make, you know, other minorities a protected class. When you got a young white boy going into a grocery store, you know what I'm saying, systematically taking people out, that is a hate crime, point blank, period. When the same thing happened to Asian people at the spa and the salon and things like that, that happened about a year ago, they rolled out, you know, they made legal guidelines. They put legal guidelines in place. Remember, hashtag stop Asian hate. They wrote a whole bill to protect Asian people. And they're not attacked like that on a daily basis. They're not dealing with police brutality on a daily basis, you know, and they still made laws to protect them as they should. But I think these same laws also need to protect black people as well, you know, because this is just very disturbing that you can literally be out shopping for your Sunday dinner and you wind up a harmless victim because of somebody like this. This is very, very disturbing. And then the fact that people are being silenced for having an opinion on the situation is also disturbing. But I say this to say that at what point are we all going to get on code? And when we see bullshit, call it out for what it is. 
because it's hard when you're the only person or it's only a small section of the population trying to speak for everybody else. But the people who really have power, who really have influence, who really have a big following, they stay silent until it affects them. Because like I said, when I saw what Adam was doing, I wrote a whole book. I wrote a whole dissertation on the shade room. Y'all not really don't post on the shade room like that, but I'm like, no, because I'm seeing people like sympathizing with him and that's not right. And rush is wrong. Uh, uh-uh. y'all, y'all are not understand. Y'all not, y'all are not understanding. It's a bigger picture than Russia being wrong. Y'all are not understanding the nuances of what this man has done to not only me, but a lot of people who look like me. And I broke it down in the shade when I was surprised. I had a lot of, you know, um, likes, a lot of people commented and was like, you know, you know, T keep speaking the truth. So I appreciate that, but I don't want to be the only one speaking the truth. I think when all of this was going on with the censorship and them crying tattoo tears back in March, my son should have been speaking the truth about their platform. Snoop Dogg should have also been speaking the truth about this platform because this is nothing new. Because I simply got blocked for a whole year from live streaming because I was shown what was going on in my city, in the Twin Cities. I was shown what was going on during the riots. I was shown like, yeah, you know, black folks, we might be out here stealing shoes and clothes, you know what I mean? But we're not laying pipe bombs. We're not blowing the, the damn sports dome roof off. We're not trying to cut gas lines. It was a lot of shit that went on in 2020 that I literally still had PTSD from. But yeah. They made it where I could no longer live stream for an entire year. And I don't even live stream like that. Y'all know I don't, I don't, Instagram don't pay me shit. I don't go on their platform like that. They don't cut me no checks. So it's like, why am I being punished a few times I decide to go on Instagram and go live? But people can be on Instagram doing all types of shit, talking about put your pussy lips on the gram and I'll give you $2,000. I've seen bitches putting bottles up their ass. I mean, the whole COVID lockdown was just a big thought fest. I've seen people having straight sex on Instagram, but none of those videos are removed. None of those people are blocked from going live. But the second you're speaking truth and you're waking people up about certain things, you're blocked. And I think that's the sad part. You know, everybody's talking about we need to create our own. We need to create our own. These people have the resources and they have the money to create their own. That is why I'm doing my event in Atlanta. And the whole point of my event is called Create Your Own Table. Let's stop waiting for platforms like Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat to validate us as a people. You know, I had sponsors tell me flat out, well, I don't think you'll be able to pull an audience. You're not verified. Yeah, you have a big following on YouTube, but you don't have a million followers on Instagram. We don't know if it would be worth the money. I'm not sucking nobody's pain for a dollar. I have my own money. Okay. See, they thought that the money aspect was going to stop what I was trying to do. I'm never going to beg to sit at anybody's table. Remember, I'm a tea sipper. What do we always say? You can't sip with us. Okay. So when they were acting funny with the sponsorship money, I said, it's cool. I don't need nothing from you. I got this. I can't tell you how much I've spent on plane tickets on helping people out with Airbnbs. You know what I'm saying? People I know who have supported my platform from day one have never even missed a a Patreon payment. They've never missed a Discord payment. But right now, you know, times is hard. Gas is going up and they really want to be there. So you know what? I got you because I want you in the building because I know how much you support me. I'm paying it forward. But I don't talk about that. I don't brag about that shit. I just help people and I keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? So... Again, as as black folks, we need to learn to start creating our own table. 
I know there's other apps out here dedicated to, you know, black users and things like that. Some people use them, some people don't, um, you know, so there's, there's plenty of other apps, but we got to start either creating our own apps and actually using them and start with this whole mentality that the white man's ice is colder. Start with the mentality that unless you're verified, unless you have, you know, a, a, a stamp of approval that that makes you worthy, that makes you eligible to sit with us. Nah, because people have put so much validation into something as small as a blue check mark. But again, just because you have a blue check mark does not mean that you're getting checks. That is the difference. A lot of people got blue check marks, but all they have is a blue check mark. They have no money behind that. All they have is fame. Instagram doesn't pay people. You have to fight for sponsorships on their platform. Even when you go live, you have to depend on your fans to throw money at you. They're not cutting people checks like that. So you have to figure out your own way. You got to figure out how to take your, you know what I'm saying, your brand, your likeness and monetize it from either doing podcasts or, you know what I'm saying, YouTube videos or getting monetized on TikTok. So I just think that at this point, how long are we going to complain about platforms like Instagram being unfair and censoring us? Because we've been talking about this forever. And that's why I say even for me, I've been censored so bad on social media from YouTube to Instagram to Twitter. You know, I got thrown in Twitter jail so much. I don't even tweet. I don't even run my Twitter. You know, Madia runs that. So I, I just I like Twitter. I go on there to see what's trending. But as far as me interacting, y'all know, I used to be very active on Twitter. We used to watch all types of shows. You know, what I'm saying scare straight, you know, award shows. We used to have fun on Twitter. But when I started just getting banned and thrown in jail, bitch, I don't even have a mugshot. I've never been in jail in real life. I'm not going to be in virtual jail. You got me fucked up. If I'm doing the right thing in the real world and keeping my black ass out of jail, you're not going to lock me up on a, in a virtual jail. That is insulting. You know what I'm saying? So I think at what point are we going to create platforms, you know what I'm saying, for ourselves or at least hold these platforms that are censoring people accountable? And I think that's why people got so behind Elon Musk when he bought Twitter because it seems like he's going to be against censorship and allowing people, you know, a space to speak more freely. But we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see what really happens with all of that. But I just think this entire situation is sad, but it's getting traction. It was definitely trending. Um, it's getting traction on social media. So I think it's good that Snoop did say something because it's bringing attention to the situation. But people need to understand that this was happening long before my son. This was happening long before Snoop Dogg said something. This has been happening to regular degular people for years now on these social media platforms. And that's why I have to hold Adam accountable. Like you're not going to boohoo and cry and fog up your Coke bottle glasses, sir. When you have disrespected people who have done nothing but support your platform for free. Okay. We don't get paid to post. We don't get paid to do any of the stuff that we do on your platform, but we're bringing traffic to your platform. So respect when people have a difference of opinion, especially when it's with receipts. Y'all not on post bullshit. I'm not posting lies. I'm not posting stuff just to get clicks and views. That's never been my brand. So if I'm researching and I'm saying, well, this don't sound right. This is what's not going on. The media is not being fair here. They're saying this, this and that, but I live here and this is what's going down. You don't have the right to censor me or anybody. So I don't know. I just found the whole situation very interesting, very triggering too, honey. Okay. Brought back triggering memories for me. But I just want to talk about this and I just, you know, I just hope that these platforms do better. 
and treat the people who make their platforms, treat them better. Because at the end of the day, like I always tell people, your fans, your supporters should be your everything. Because if everybody leaves you tomorrow, imagine if everybody unfollowed Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian clan tomorrow. Like, let's say it was just some horrible scandal. Like we found out that she, you know, ate babies or some shit. (laughs) And imagine if everybody in the world unfollowed them, they would be nothing. Okay. So you got to treat the people who support you. You got to treat them right. So if people are coming to your platform and, and making you a billionaire, Adam, and Mark Zuckerberg and, well, Jack don't own Twitter no more, child. Elon Musk. And whoever else, Susan Waterjeski, you need to treat the people right because we're the ones who make your platforms what it is. We're the ones putting money in your pocket. We're bringing, you know what I'm saying, traffic to your platform. If it was not for the people, there'd be no Instagram. There'd be no Twitter. There'd be no YouTube. So I think things have to get better on social media. It has to be more fair. And, um, you know, just it makes me sad when I see things like that, because like I said, I may not follow my son or agree with everything that my son does and says, but I don't think he did anything wrong by showing that clip. And that clip is very sad and disturbing. And it, it just really shows Peyton for who he is. You know, we have to do better. We have to treat each other right. We have to support each other. Um, so on that note, you guys, thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this podcast. Hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Um, I'll be back in Minneapolis soon, but for now, I'm about to enjoy the rest of my time in Atlanta, honey. Um, and then I'll be back again in about two weeks for the event. So I cannot wait to see you guys. And just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart to everybody who's bought a ticket. Um, I have people flying in from the UK, people coming from the West Coast. Like, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm like, I'm simply blown away by the genuine love and support of what I built here. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't easy, but I couldn't have did it without my fans, without my supporters, without my tea sippers. And it just means a lot to me. It's very humbling, especially after being disrespected because of a superficial badge. I just found that very interesting because the, some of the people who are trying to disvalidate me, I know for a fact they don't get checks. They don't get checks. So I find that very interesting. But on that note, y'all, don't let anybody tell you your worth. Don't let anybody try and silence your truth. If they won't let you speak your truth on one platform, create your own damn table. That's always been my mentality. Create your own table. You have to create like your own situations. Don't depend on one sole app. Use all of these apps, you know what I'm saying, to help push your brand, but always have like your own website and things like that as well. So on that note, y'all, enjoy your Sunday. I will talk to you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.